us the Father, and we will be satisfied. <coughs> Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides in you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything, and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for this opportunity to worship you this morning. We pray that your Holy Spirit would fall powerfully upon us, Lord. Fill our hearts and open them to receive your word. Place your words in my mouth that I might faithfully proclaim them to your people. And we pray that in your grace you would unite us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. So good to see you all this morning. Anybody confused during the reading of the gospel? Anybody have a moment like, wait a sec, that's not English? You know what we were doing, right? Does it make sense with the reading from Acts, right, where everyone's hearing it in their own language? Uh, right, that's what we were trying to replicate, but I'm sure you heard it in all kinds of different languages that weren't necessarily speaking to you, but did anybody think someone was drunk? Because <laughs> that happened at the actual event, right? It's okay if you thought that for a second, like, whoa, something's going on here. Uh, it was a crazy event, very strange, that event in Acts, um, for the people who weren't understanding it. But for the people who were hearing the gospel in their own language, it was transformative. And from that event, 5,000 people came to follow Jesus Christ. So it worked for some people, apparently. Now, to get to our sermon, right? Uh, one of my favorite things about living in Dallas when I lived there 
whereas the giant billboards along the side of the highways. Right? Don't you guys love those things? I guess you don't. I mean, but I live in a small town. You guys live in a small town. You know, it's kind of fun to get in the big city and see the big billboards. Uh, and I come from a family of lawyers, right? My brother's a lawyer. My uncle's a lawyer. My other uncle worked in a law firm. My grandfather's a lawyer. You know, we've got lots of lawyers. And so some of the billboards were for lawyers, and they were my favorites, right? Because any lawyer who's got a billboard, that's good stuff on there they're putting, right? What, what do you usually see on a lawyer billboard? See how the last one you all That's one thing. Um, no, what else? If you're injured, call somebody, right? And one of my favorites had this giant shark on it. Do you think it was for shark injuries? The lawyer was the shark. That's right, right? That lawyer, uh, and it had a big fireball in the background, like a car that had burst into flames. Like, you know, it was like, call this guy and he will help you out because he's a shark, right? And what does that mean that he's a shark? He's tough, and what's he going to do? He's going to eat. He's going to eat the other people, right? So that you get uh, your justice, so that you get your money or whatever you need, your settlement, right? The, the shark will go after it. I love that. Don't you guys? Oh, so good. But you know what the problem with having a shark as an advocate is? Well, sometimes sharks are done eating what they're supposed to eat, right? And then they might turn at you and realize you're a tasty morsel as well. Right? Sharks are kind of indiscriminate, aren't they? Have you ever seen a feeding frenzy like on the Discovery Channel, like Shark Week? Yeah, man, those things are crazy. They start biting each other, which lawyers never would do. Right? So the analogy only goes so far, right? Now, that's how the world works, right? That's how advocates work in our world often, right? You've got the example of lawyers. Um, How about with God, though? Is it the same way? Well, in our gospel passage, the Gospel of John, uh, it happened, our our passage comes from a time in the Gospel of John where we're near the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. Uh, It is in the context of the Last Supper, right? Jesus has just had the Last Supper with his disciples. He's washed their feet to show them how we love one another. Uh, He has prayed this great prayer for them that they would love one another and that they would be united. And He's also warned them and made it clear to them that he's not going to be with them any longer because he is returning to the Father. And when he returns to the Father, he will be an advocate for us. Then in the midst of this discourse, in our passage, Jesus gives his disciples a promise. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth. The promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit, which is this promise here, is a wonderful promise. Because it is the promise that God would be with his followers everywhere they went. You see, the problem with Jesus' earthly ministry is he was walking around with certain people. And so if you wanted to talk to Jesus, how would you have to do it? You You had to talk to his friends or you had to go find him, right? If you're in England and Jesus was in Israel, how easy was it to go and talk to him? You'd have to get on a boat, right? Float all the way around there, right? It was not. It didn't make things easy. But Jesus was sending the Spirit. And where would the Spirit be? Everywhere. He would always be there with us. Always be with us. And always be an advocate for us. Now, what's an advocate? It says fruit, right, with the... 
dark green skin and green inside big pit make guacamole? No, what, yeah, what is an advocate? It speaks for you, someone who speaks on your behalf, or someone who pleads the cause of another. The Holy Spirit was going to plead our cause and speak on our behalf according to Christ. The totally awesome thing is that the Holy Spirit is, according to Jesus, another advocate. So who's our other one? Jesus Jesus is. We have two advocates, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We're well cared for, aren't we? Two people to speak for us. Jesus at the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit with us, both advocating for us. Now, the promised Holy Spirit was going to teach them everything and remind them of all that Jesus had said to them. He was going to continue the ministry of Jesus and that the people would still be learning from him and being reminded of what Jesus had already taught. The Holy Spirit was going to make sure that we didn't just forget what Jesus had said and that we just didn't go off on some wacky direction, but that we stayed with the teachings of Christ and the Holy Spirit continued to teach us about how to apply them to our lives today. The Spirit was going to continue to guide us and direct us and teach us and reveal to us what Jesus had already taught. There would be continuity there. It wouldn't be a new regime, but rather a continuation of God's glorious reign in our lives. And in the book of Acts, our first lesson, we see this happen, this ministry of the Holy Spirit happen. We see the Holy Spirit fall upon the disciples. And what does it look like when the Holy Spirit falls on them? What do we see? Tongues of flame right on their head. Is that cool? The Zippo event, right, is, is another name for it. And what, what kind of noise happens when the Holy Spirit comes? A mighty rushing, well, that's the sound of a great wind. I think of a jet engine whenever I think of that, you know. And, uh, and then what do the disciples start doing? Speaking in what language? Any language. They're speaking in all these different languages. Did they get like a Rosetta Stone in between Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection and now? No. They, the Holy Spirit just enables them to speak in other languages and enables people to hear it. But apparently not everyone can understand because some people think they're drunk. Right? The Holy Spirit was there guiding them, directing them, filling them, and teaching, particularly Peter, the ability to use the words of God that he had spoken previously to interpret things in their current day. Right? Peter pulls out the, um, the prophet Joel, and he begins to speak and explain the events of that day in light of what Joel had said hundreds of years before. Isn't that cool? The Holy Spirit allowed Peter to do that. He guided Peter into that action. And that made that event make sense biblically. This is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He was fulfilling what had been foretold by Christ and doing it in a spectacular way. And we see this power of the Holy Spirit continue to move as it guides and directs the church. The gospel of Jesus Christ on many occasions, was given special hearing because of the signs and the wonders that accompanied it. I mean, you can hear the gospel, and that's awesome, but when there's a guy who is just a paraplegic and is suddenly hopping around because the Holy Spirit has healed him, do you think that helps people listen? Yes! The Holy Spirit gave people, gave these inroads into people's hearts through miraculous healings and signs and wonders. And through it all, the Advocate, The Holy Spirit was with the disciples, 
preparing the hearts of the hearers of the gospel to accept the good news, opening doors that had been closed, and leading Christians as they sought to share the hope of Christ with others. What's remarkable about all this is that exact same Holy Spirit is with us today. He's not gone on vacation. He's not put us on voicemail. He's not checked out for a while. He is still here today, working among us. And do you think he's kind of run out of steam, maybe? What do you think? Does God get tired? Does he need to, like, you know, take a vacation? No, he doesn't. Right? The same Spirit is there, full of the same power. The Holy Spirit is the one who has brought all of us together today to worship the Lord. The Holy Spirit is working in your lives and in my life. The Holy Spirit is working out in the world, and he is preparing hearts of people who will hear the good news through you and me and who will come to faith. He's already working there. He's making the inroads so that when we step out and proclaim the good news, they're already ready to receive it because the Holy Spirit has been making them ready. The Holy Spirit is active today in this world and in our lives. He reminds us of the grace of God, and he convicts our hearts so that we repent of our sins. These are all things the Holy Spirit does. We see the Holy Spirit working in and among us today. And isn't that great? Come on. Isn't that great? There we go. It is great. And it's a beautiful thing that the Holy Spirit that added 5,000 believers to their number on that day of Pentecost is here right with us right now, working in your hearts so that the word of God that I am seeking to faithfully proclaim is taking seed and germinating inside of you. So that when you leave this place, you're not just like, hey, that was fun. Right? But God has transformed you and me through this encounter with him. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And it is awesome. And we depend upon it for our very lives. Because the reality is, is that we need an advocate. And thank God, the Holy Spirit is not like a particular variety of shark lawyer. Right? Smelling blood in the water and ready to turn on us at a moment's notice. Right? The Holy Spirit is always advocating for us. So let's receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Let's receive and welcome his power in our lives through confessing our brokenness to God and accepting his grace. And then may we pray that the Holy Spirit will work in our lives in power and in grace. I don't know about you, but I want to see the Holy Spirit do radical things. Don't you? Don't you want to see like Book of Acts stuff going on here? I do. I want to see the lame walk. I want to see the blind have sight. I want to see hardened hearts be broken open. I want to see the good news penetrate where there's no hope. I want to see lives turned around. And I want to see people set free. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit does this work among us. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit does something awesome here. That there's revival and renewal of life. And let's pray that we can faithfully and joyously receive that same Holy Spirit into our hearts, that he might work in us and transform us as he transforms the world around us. Let's pray.
Lord God, thank you that on this day of Pentecost, you poured out your Holy Spirit upon this world. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to receive your Spirit through confessing our ineptitude, Lord, our failings, our weaknesses. Lord, we confess to you that we fall so short of what you call us to. And yet, Lord, you promise us that you are our advocate, and so also is your Holy Spirit. And we pray, Lord God, that your Spirit would enable us and enliven us, that you would fill us with your words and your hope, that you would redeem our hearts, Lord God, and that you would fill our mouths with your word of reconciliation, that we might go out into this world and proclaim your hope to people who are so in need of a word of hope. Help us, Lord God, to walk in faith, to listen to the guiding of your Spirit. Lord, and we pray that as, as you do this great work among us, that you would do awesome and powerful signs and wonders, Lord, that people might see you working and might hear your good news and receive you as their Savior. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.